Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Enter a strange, horrifying world where things are confusing and scary. We're trying to understand the mystery and leave you with fear. You are listening to Chillingly Bizarre. I wipe the sweat from my bushy brows before it hits the scalding griddle. Taking the spatula, I flip the bloody heart patties over. They sizzle and steam. The air becomes an acrid scent of iron. I look over at Rafi as he dips the frying basket full of fingers into the boiling oil. I bring the patties over to the other counter and slip them into bun-shaped skins and wrap them in a thin paper. Rafi brings over the fried fingers already in their sleeves. After I put them all into carry-out bag, I hand them over to the werewolves waiting for their orders. Glancing at the line, which is gradually getting longer, I can see that it's going to be a long night. Eight years I've been working the midnight shift with Raffi. Every night we park the food truck on the corner of Washington and 3rd Street, using the cover of the industrial park. We serve all the night spookies, the werewolves, the witches, the vampires, and anything else that comes crawling to our window. As long as you feed them well, they won't kill you. Rafi and I stumbled onto this lucrative venture by chance. We were both chefs that had gotten fired and had decided to start up a food truck business. Our first week was a bust, mostly because we didn't know how to cook inside an oven on wheels. One night the food truck broke down on Wash and Third. We argued for about 10 minutes when we felt like we were being watched. And sure enough we were. Our first customer was a vampire. Its skin was a milky hue, almost transparent, and his eyes were black orbs that stared through us. Its clothes hung loosely, and what little hair it had was pulled back slick. Do you sell blood? It asked in a raspy voice. B-b-blood? I stammered. Yes. And it made the S drag out. No, we don't. Rafi said, shaking his head. Well, how about that? Can I have it? The vampire said as he pointed with a skinny finger inside the food truck. I remember looking down and seeing the dead rat we had killed earlier that day. You want the rat? I said. Yes, please. It said, its palm open, waiting. Rafi picked up the rat by the tail and handed it over to the vampire. It smiled and turned. I glanced at Rafi and he looked back at me, shuddering. When I glanced back, the vampire had gone. Rafi, order of eyeball kebab. I yelled over my shoulder as I wrote down the order from the witch. She winked at me and tossed her money on the counter. I smiled as I punched into the cash register. I looked at my watch before I took the next order. It was 12.45 a.m. 
My brother and I didn't start the business right away. We had shrugged off that night thinking it was some twitch high on drugs. It wasn't until he told our good friend what happened that night over a pint of cold beer that we changed our minds. He claimed that he saw, late one night, while he was driving back from a baseball game, a pale man hunched over a body. It had peered over at him with blood covering its chin as he stopped at a stop sign. I remember seeing my friend shake in his wooden chair over the memory. Rafi and I told him what had happened to us. Afterwards, he warned us to stay away from that area. I shake my head thinking about that night with our friend as I shove an intestine into a hot dog bun skin. Marty, how many orders of the finger fries? Rafi says over his shoulder as he stands in front of the fryer. Two. I say as I grab a small notepad and pencil to take the next order. Once the smell touches my nose, I know who my next customer is. It's the odor you get when your dog gets wet and he rolls around on the grass. I look up with my pencil poised over the pad. The werewolf has a long scar running down across his eye from forehead to chin. What I take for a smile is a grimace filled with sharp teeth. What will it be? I ask. Liver patty burger with lip rings. It growls. All right, that'll be thirteen seventy-five, please. I say, passing the order to Raffi. The werewolf throws on the counter a crumpled 10 and $5 bill. One of them was stained with drops of what looked like blood. I don't ask questions where these spookies get their money as long as they pay. Raffi comes by with the two orders of finger fries. Marty, don't forget that the butcher changed the pickup date from Tuesday to Wednesday this week. He didn't tell me why. Raffi says, placing the bags on the counter. I really don't want to know. He supplies the meat and we keep the truck running. I don't want to know anything, not even where he gets it from. I say, sticking my head out the order window and calling out the last order. You and me both. Rafi says as he returns back to the cooking area. The day we met the butcher was another strange day. Rafi and I had just purchased new equipment for the food truck the week before and had it fitted with what little budget we combined together. We decided not to name our food truck and custom painted dark gray. Both of us knew that we couldn't make it look like a regular food truck because we weren't catering to regular folks. Rafi and I were sitting in the food truck with the door open in front of a meat market. We had gotten back from scouring the meat market for ingredients, and both of us came back empty-handed. Did you actually think they were going to sell dead rats? Rafi had asked. Of course not. Even if we did find that, we can't only sell that. I said. Maybe we can pick up roadkill. Well, that's a crazy idea. Are you going to be able to do that and not blow chunks all over the place? Are you? I used to pick up trash as a garbage collector for the city, so I'm used to dealing with disgusting things. Raffi stood up and paced. We should have thought of this. Excuse me. A deep voice came from the open door of the food truck. Raffi and I slowly stepped toward the opening and peered down. A man with the body of a bear stared back. He wore a knitted beanie, a wrinkled pullover on top of faded denim and dirty sneakers. His black beady eyes saw through us as we tried to keep steady eye contact. Yes, I said. I couldn't help but overhear your conversation. You could hear us? Raffi said as I noticed his Adam's apple bobbing. Yeah, it sounds like you might need help getting ingredients for your business. Both of us nodded. As it so happens, I can get you what you need. My name is The Butcher, and I work for clients who ask for, let's call them special orders. Butcher said. Special orders? Raffi echoed. Exactly what you are looking for. You know what we're looking for? I asked. 
Is this a game? Yeah, like I said, I heard you guys talking about getting roadkill for your customers. Rafi and I stayed quiet. Look, obviously you have a unique set of customers and they want something different, am I right? Butcher said. Yes, that's right. I said. Okay, meet me back here tonight around 1. I'll show you what I got. Tugging the hood of my jacket over my head, I scanned the area for Butcher. Rafi had his hands shoved into his jean pockets and timidly searched around. As if materializing from the shadows, Butcher appeared and beckoned us over. We peered at each other. Rafi and I rounded a corner and saw the Butcher had an ice truck parked in the alley. The back doors were open and he was heaving himself into it. Rafi followed me inside. There were freezers lining the truck's walls and each one was open. Coils of smoke rose from within them. Take a look. If anything looks interesting, I'll give you a price for it. Butcher said as he kept an eye on the alleyway. I shuffled forward, patting my arms as goosebumps raced across my skin, even though sweat dotted my forehead. The icy smoke blinded me, and I swatted it away, which I instantly regretted. In the freezer lay livers, heart, fingers, feet, and then my head began to feel fuzzy. Raffi had staggered back, covering his mouth. His light brown skin had gone pale. You guys are really new at this, huh? Butcher asked. I nodded. Even though my mind was swirling, there were memories surfacing of me as a child on a farm. Memories of tending the livestock and helping with the slaughter. I had gotten used to it. Somehow I had to bring back that courage. Swallowing the bitter taste of bile, I peered back into the freezer. Rafi had turned away and was sucking in air, his head sticking out the back doors. I place the brain chili on the counter and immediately a decaying hand swipes it away with a grunt. It took Rafi and I some time to realize that each zombie grunt was different and that they were actually words. You're welcome. Have a nice night. I say as I reach to the side of the window and pull it close. All right, Rafi, that's it for the night. Rafi flips his spatula and slips into his apron, a closing ritual that I had gotten used to seeing. Having cleaned up and stored away our money, we hop out the back and head to the front. That's when I see him. I slow down and watch as a police officer heads towards us. His hand is on his holster and he is scanning the food truck. Having trouble with your truck? The officer asks. No, not really. We were just checking that everything is secure before we keep going. I half-fly. Is this your truck? It's our truck. Rafi answers. The officer glances at him and walks towards the truck. Your truck has no name, no colors, nothing that makes it stand out as a food truck. The officer says. Yes, officer. We decided we did not want to give it a name. I say. Well, how would people know it's a food truck or something else? It hits me that the officer is suspicious of what we are doing here, and if our food truck is actually a food truck. It is a food truck, sir, I say. I'm going to need you to open the back doors, the officer says. My pulse quickens and I could feel Rafi stiffen by my side. The keys shake in my hands as I unlock and open the doors for the officer. He heaves himself in and begins to open drawers and cabinets. I glance at the freezer and squeeze my eyes shut, praying that he doesn't bother to look in there. As the officer's hand reaches for the freezer door, his walkie squawks. He checks in with the operator and then turns towards us. Rafi and I step back as he hops down. If I see you both with this truck around here again, I will have you arrested and a truck towed, and I will check. The officer says. As the officer walks away, his pace slows. Rafi and I stand by as a grunt and then a growl is heard from the shadows. The officer unholsters his weapon and points it at the shadows. One by one, the spookies step out of hiding. Some of them had glowing eyes. The officer's hands begin to shake.
Just to stand back with your arms up. He stammers. The spookies continue to approach, some of their feet dragging on the asphalt. I won't say it again. Stop where you are or we'll shoot. The officer steps back. Still, the spookies shuffle forward. A shot rings out, and then another, and yet another. Rafi and I grab our ears and crouch to the ground. Two of the spookies' bodies jerk into spasms as the bullets hit, yet they don't fall and it doesn't stop them from coming. What? What the hell? What the hell are these things? The officer screams. They are night creatures. We call them spookies. I say. They are our customers. Rafi adds. The officer gives us a bewildering look and dashes off down the alleyway. We look back at the spookies, some of them entering back into the shadows. Then the werewolf with the long scar lifts his chin up and howls. Thank you for listening to the Chillingly Bizarre Podcast. This was Episode 7, titled Midnight Shift, and it was written by JDW. The episode was narrated by George W. Marty and Butcher was voiced by George W. Raffi, the vampire, the werewolf, and the police officer were voiced by JDW. Credits go to freesound.org and its following contributors. Keith Pitter, Yato M. Top, Starvolt, L. Wilk, Katie Jack, Nature's Temper, Anthuse, KRNFA, Mr. Han, Timothy J., Jabez One, Angel Kunex, and Zigbari. Please leave a review or feedback, and don't hesitate to follow or subscribe.